With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 327 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You? What's up, bro? What's up, man? Did I say we were live? Well, we're live. I think you said we're live. Uh-huh. What episode uh, are we on? This is 327. Okay. Wow. Uh, that's Babe Ruth and John Carl Stan. Okay. okay. Needs right. a day off probably tomorrow. Okay. Did he play today? I didn't catch a lot of the game today. I only caught like the... Uh, from. From uh, the Franchi bomb on, did G play? G play today? I don't know. Really yeah, know. yeah. Because the Yankees uh, completed uh, the road trip here. They went four and two. They took two out of three in Baltimore. They took two out of three in Cleveland. Uh, they won two out of three in Cleveland out of spite, basically, because uh, when I when I tweeted the uh, the preview of the show earlier today, I said, "Is Boone Pat McAfee?" And I figured. Most people know Pat McAfee, right? Yeah, for the most part. McAfee is not a yeah, people might some people might know him as a part time wrestler, podcaster, but he made his bones in life being an NFL punter. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. I don't really know much about him. I I know he's gotten very popular over the last couple of years with his podcast. One of the best punters. He was like on the old NFL team for punt a, a punter. Really? Yeah, so my analogy gets lost on my co-host here. But anyway, I, gotcha. I, I figured most people would know that Pat McAfee was a very good punter in the NFL. So my comparison there is Aaron Boone being a punter as well with some of these lineups that we've seen him toss out. We're 12 games into the season, and the Yankees are playing like we're um, – well, we're still in February over here, but they're they're winning ball games. There's not much to complain about. I'm sure we'll find a few things here, but let's talk positively about uh, about the Yankees here for a moment as we get started. And this is where, if you want to defend Brian Cashman, this is where you do it because he may have found another dumpster diving gem in Franchi Cordero. Okay, this guy has been on fire to start the season. He believe, he leaves the team in home run. Uh, does he leave the team in either leads the team in home runs or is tied? He well, leads he's tied the team, with Judge, right? He leads the team. Definitely leads the team in RBIs. I mean, this guy's been a godsend. Who knows where the Yankees would be if Franchi Cordero? I can't believe I'm saying this. Who knows where the Yankees would be without Franchi Cordero? Because he had a he had a couple big home runs in this series against uh, against Cleveland and the game tying shot in the seventh inning. 
uh, and, and that helped the Yankees uh, pick up this victory today. So, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what to expect out of him. I think he had four home runs all of last year when he was with the Red Sox. He's got four home runs already this year. But this is one of those things that Brian Cashman does, and people are like, oh, cash god. But, you know, in, in reality, it's it's a low-risk maneuver that the Yankees made here, and it's paying off for them right now. His career high in home runs is eight, and he did that last year with the Red Sox. Uh with only 275 plate appearances. And maybe did he hit eight altogether? Maybe it was four in some span or something. I don't know. I thought I saw that somewhere, but it's already halfway to his total of last year, right? Is that what you're saying? Already halfway through. And yeah, it was some span. I remember them saying it, but it was, I mean, he's clearly catching lightning in a bottle right now, and it'll suck the day he comes back down to earth. But you never know, man. Players kind of ride this a wave like this and and he's clearly got the power right i mean these aren't just like cheap fucking higgy bombs that just clear the wall where you know higgy goes off on his home run tears and he hits like four and six games and they just clear the left field wall these are uh these are fucking bombs and they're in big spots too so he's just riding high right now so you have to, whenever you type Franchi, it's all capital letters. Okay? Correct. That's, that's how you type Franchi, okay? So I had it first. Any son of a bitch that has done it since then got it from me, okay? So I want everybody to know that I'm putting that out there right now. I was the first one to say it. Okay. And this goddamn camera, I'm going to, one of these. I actually days, like when it says El Gato. El Gato. Do the Yankees have an El Gato? I don't think so. At least the microphone's working this week. We got one problem fixed. Yeah. So can't win them all. <clears throat> I tweeted this after the Baltimore series, and I said Franchi looks like he could be a masher to take the to take an outfield spot until Bader gets back. And somebody tweeted back at me. He's like, "Oh, you don't expect him to to continue to do this." I and I said I literally put a timetable on it. Can Franchi Cordero ride this until Harrison Bader comes back? I think that's all we're really asking right now. Well, he's already done enough to, like, if he didn't hit one more home run and they played him every day till Bader comes back, you'd still say Franchi did way more than you expected him to. And he's had some nice plays in the, in the outfield too, like his arm. Oh, I mean, I don't. I'm not ex- expecting uh, a Franchi Cordero uh, All Star appearance this year, but you know, he the Yankees have found the guy. He's playing a role. He's playing it really well. He's coming up big, and it's you know it's that next man up mentality. The guy's getting an opportunity. He's playing. Who knows if he even finishes the season with his team? Somebody said oh, it would be DFA'd by July, and if that's the case, so what? You got way more out of him than you could ever hope for. This guy was signed, well, what, like 13 minutes left in spring training? The Yankees brought him in, and he's helped the Yankees win a couple of ball games already. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's more you can say about a lot of guys that are on this team getting paid a lot more money than him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, where the hell would this team be through the first 12 games if he wasn't if he wasn't in the lineup? Willie Calhoun? Mm-hmm. Okay, Willie. Willie's, Willie's got got a good bat. No, he's a hitter. I mean, I don't know what to expect out of him either. He, he got a couple of, of games this series. He's got quick bat speed. You know, the problem with the Yankees is I guess people wanted to 
call this like a punt lineup today, uh, but the Yankees were kind of shorthanded again. Uh, DJ LeMayu, I love DJ so much, man, but we're 12 games in the season. This guy's dealing with an injury already. Yeah, well, Torres couldn't have been too hurt because he came into didn't he come into pinch run? Which I didn't know because like I said, I was I didn't really pick up the game till late. And when once I got home, I still wasn't like really into it until the uh until like the ninth inning. And I saw Torres out there and I was like, Oh, I guess he's okay. And then I read later on that uh he pinch ran. He, so I guess he's feeling better, good enough to run there. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, it, DJ's dealing with a quad. I didn't hear any updates on how long he might possibly be out. They but said day to day. Yeah, but man, this is still it's uh, it's it's disappointing. I guess is the word I'm looking for, man. Because he's come he's come back. He said he told Susan Waldman he's like, oh, I didn't. I completely forgot what it was like to play pain free. And then I mean, like we're we're, we're 12 games into the series the season, and he's missing games due to injury. Um. And like we said, man, he's the guy that makes this offense tick. When he's out doing DJ LeMayu things out in front of Aaron Judge, this is when the Yankees are at their best. Well, another thing, too, is like there's players out there that can play through injury and they still contribute, mostly power guys, I feel like. I feel like power guys, if the injury doesn't really isn't really bothering bothering them too much, they can play through it and you don't really see much of a difference. But, man, when DJ's even... 90% compared to 100, there's a huge discrepancy. I mean, we're seeing it right now. He looks like the DJ LeMayo of a few years ago. Like and when I have he was pneumonia, playing through that injury. Okay? Stop asking. All right? I just want to know where I have allergies. I have pneumonia, okay? Yeah, okay. You're this a hypochondriac. Res- no, I have this, res- what's the word? I have residual, residual effects of a sinus infection last week that I had last week. So. All right. <clears throat> I feel fine. You look fine. Thank you. I appreciate. You it. sound fine. Um. Anyway, what were you saying? Yeah, DJ Lemay. You, you're right. You mentioned this last year. DJ is the type of guy. He doesn't seem to. It doesn't translate. Like there's guys that can play at 85. percent He just doesn't seem to be one of those guys. We're not saying that he's not a tough guy. I mean, we we know he tries to gut it out and play through these things. But DJ needs to be. A hundred percent in in order to really be productive. Well, he's such a versatile player, and he and he's such a good hitter. He hits to all parts of the field. He is just a smart baseball player. Everyone knows how versatile he is in the field, in different positions. And it's like when you're dealing with something on top of that, and you can't be one hundred percent. It's tough for a guy like DJ, and he'll play through anything. It doesn't mean he's not tough, like you said. He just do- it, do- it just doesn't translate on the field as well as some other guys. So the Yankees fucking need him healthy, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they have him day-to-day, and who knows what that means. But it's April. This team, you know, has, has won eight of their first 12. I want him healthy. Just get him healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you take a look at this uh, Cleveland series, um, Yankees didn't score a ton of runs. They busted out for 11 runs on in the middle game. Um, I didn't, I guess this is the first time in a long time we can really say Aaron Judge kind of looked like shit in this series. He really didn't look good. He was taking some really weird swings, man. When's the last time you've seen Aaron Judge take like one of those checks? Yeah, he but did didn't back to back. Didn't he have a home run? 
on this series. He that just was... missed. He just missed one. I think he uh, uh, drove uh, Quan to the track in the eighth. Oh, right. I'm thinking of the last game in Baltimore. Yeah. I told you, man, it, some stadiums, it's just like guys can't pick up the ball as well. And they played at a at the Times first at six o'clock. Yeah. The, the first, first two, two games, games those, are, those are the first two six o'clock games of the season. It's still April. So that could be tough. Um, the backdrop is a little weird and you could just tell he wasn't picking up off speed pitches. I told you last night, those two hits he got, if you really go back and look, the first one was a fucking meatball. If he didn't hit that one, there's a huge problem. And the second one, he was completely fooled and out in front. He had a great secondary swing and his pass. He has so much power that he was able to punch one into a hole, but he looked so off, especially on the off speed shit. Oh, we love Terry Francona, man, but this is, you know, in the last two series that they played against the Yankees, he's left his pitchers out to dry. In game five, he should have had, um, can't think of the guy's name. He should have had that guy out of the, out of the game a lot sooner what, the, than he did. The rookie? No, in game five of the division oh, series. The, oh, year. oh, I can't remember his name, but he left him out there way longer yeah. uh, than, he sh- than he probably should have, and he let the to allow Stanton in that situation. that would, Anybody could have seen that coming when Stanton came up in that spot. He was going to hit one out. And then uh, yesterday with that uh, with the rookie, it was a rookie, right, yesterday? Yes. I think. He actually um, pitched really well. Or no, the rookie was today, I think. It might be rookies. Because Beaver pitched game one. I know. I think today was too because they were talking about how the Yankees were starting to pick him up. Well, John and Susan in in the first inning, uh, they said that after the Yankees didn't score, that John said, "Oh, second time around, the Yankees will break out against this young man." They really, they really didn't. But let me see here. I'm trying to pick up uh, Savali. Did Savali pit? No. Game five. I'm talking about. Oh, was it Savali in Game five? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gaddis. Sure. Gaddis pitched uh, yesterday for the Indians. He's a uh, Oh, can't I can't say that we're going to get kicked off. Oh, okay, the the guardian Hunter Gaddis. Um, he's got yeah. I mean, he's 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 got five career games and he's pitched three of them this year. So I guess you would consider him a rookie. Um, speaking of Gaddis, to get off subject here, did you see the yes. Twitter rant that Evan Gaddis went on? Yeah, apparently, uh, he he before he became a big leaguer, I didn't know this. Did you know he had like like crazy alcohol problems? Yeah, I had heard that. About and him. then he like cleaned his shit up and he went to a tryout. He got drafted, whatever. I'll never and make fun of anybody with addiction problems. That's just not how I am. No, uh, but people but are speculating. I really, I really hope to God that he's not, you know, back on a bender with the way he was tweeting the other night because he said some, uh, some uh, inappropriate things to some women too. Did he? Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch any of that. But uh, in addition, people are speculating that he might be. Uh... In addition to uh, what he said about the Astros. So just real quick, because I, I really don't care. And it doesn't change my opinion any. Do you think now that he admitted that he knew what was coming when he hit that home run off of CC in game seven, does that does that change your opinion? Are you like, oh, yeah, you should have won now. No, because I knew he knew. Like. Does it bother you that he admitted it? Like, no, I actually, I actually respect it. I actually respect it that he had the balls to do it, that he had the balls to admit it. I mean, I it didn't shock me because I I assume they all knew. 
it's still it, it makes it well, except for a Jose Altuve because he's an angel. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like pure. a literal angel, not a not a Los Angeles angel. There's, Did you see this weird stat the other day? The uh, speaking the actual baseball team, the Angels, uh, they lost four to three, and they got yes. all their hits from <laughs> Otani and Trout. Otani and Trout. It's so sad, man. It's so sad, and 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 you know what? I, I don't feel bad for them. They chose to be there. They wanted. I mean, Trout especially, dude. Like he had a he had the chance to leave, and he took the extension. Like it's it's hard to feel bad for a guy when he does something like that. And this is and this is the exact situation Otani wanted. Like I don't. People are speculating. Oh, Steve Cohen's going to throw six hundred million at him. Great. I mean, does he really want to be in New York? He, once already, he could have been a Yankee. I mean, Brian Cashman would have sold his children to get Shohei Otani, and uh, he couldn't get him because he didn't want to be in New York. I don't know what I don't know what winning people were speculating after <clears throat> after the WBC that oh that shows that Otani wants to be a winner. If he, if he did, if Otani really wanted to be a winner, why did he go to the friggin' Angels when the Yankees wanted him? Who honestly, this is not being a Yankee homer here. Who has a better opportunity year in year out to win, the Yankees or the Angels? Yeah, I mean it's I mean, not even close. At least right now, I mean. If you really think about it, the Angels have the pieces in place over the last couple of years to make some moves and do something, and they just don't. Oh, you're not you're not hurt. Your feelings aren't hurt that Evan Gaddis admitted. No, I actually respect it, and it just goes back to what we say every single time: the Yankees didn't lose because the Astros scored too many runs. The Yankees lost because they they didn't score any runs, and the. Get the box scores in Houston. You know why the Yankees lost. I mean, they didn't lose because Houston knew what was coming. They didn't score and they didn't score enough runs. It was plain yeah. simple. Plain simple. And, and then people would be like, "Oh, but if they didn't know, fine, okay." But what what the excuses the Yankees offense have not for not scoring? Then if the Yankees were it's losing, it's still seven, fucked up. It's I mean, still if the Yankees awful. Were losing seven six games in the ALCS, then I may I may feel differently about this. It's still awful, right? It's not like. I'm giving the Astros a pass. I think that was really fucked up. I'm sure, look, I'm sure plenty of teams did similar shit. I'm not naive. I get it. But they didn't get caught the way the way the Astros did, and the Astros won a World Series. The thing, they won the World Series. So, doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's fucked up, and especially to a sport that I love as much as I love baseball. But at the end of the day, I'm still a realist. I know that the Yankees could have still fucking, despite them knowing every pitch that was coming, they still could have and should have won that series. Yeah, they could they could have easily won that series, even with the Astros cheating. Um, so a couple things I want to talk about here positively here also is um, the pitching, starting pitching uh, in uh, minus Schmidt. Well, this is the first game the Yankees won all year with Clark Schmidt on the mound. Um, Carlos Rodon had a little bit of a setback. He said he had some back tightness, but Boone said it was only going to set him back like a few days. But, I mean, that could be an extra start for Clark Schmidt. Like, I don't need any more of Clark Schmidt on the mound. Yeah, but you know what? We talked about this before the season started. Through these injuries, the Yankees had to do what in April? Play 500 baseball. They're four games over 500 right now. They stole a couple games where... Um, teams in the past, Yankee teams in the past that were this injured probably wouldn't have. So if I have to, if I have to do one more round of fucking Clark Schmidt, then 
than I would have if he didn't have a little setback. I'll still take it if they're winning ball games. The fact of the matter is that uh, based on 12 games, so everybody's probably been through the rotate, you know, two at least twice, some guys three times already. Johnny Burrito is the fifth starter on this ball club when everybody's healthy. They better not fuck this up. They cannot fuck this up, man. Because I know it's only been a couple starts, but I was really impressed with him in Baltimore because he didn't have shit and he still gutted his way through five innings where you would have seen guys with a lot more experience yep. blow up on that mound because he the the reputation for Brito is that he's the, one of the best strike throwers in the organization. He couldn't find a plate against the Orioles who can mash. That's a good young team yeah. out there. They need pitching, but they can hit. Absolutely. Ruben, thanks for the membership. He just uh, signed up for a four-month MIYST News package. He said, I completely agree. Uh, it is Ruben's here. Okay, it's spelled the same. He said, I completely agree. 2017, we just did not score in Houston. Our pitching was pretty solid, even with the cheating. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Yankee fans don't want to admit it because it's easy to be bitter about it. I mean, it, like I said, it was fucked up. But Johnny Burrito, is that how you say it? Or is it Johanny? Oh, it's Johnny. Johnny Brito, there's guys that can come up and in a short span of time be successful, and you still don't really know if they're ready to be here. Brito, what the Yankees told you with Luis Heel, right? Which they ended up being right about because he couldn't throw strikes. But the, well, you the don't rep- know how much of that was him going up and down and back and forth. But this kid's got some nasty shit. But the rep I'm- on him is that he throws a lot of strikes. Uh, the day uh, Brito's debut, he had a you could tell he was geeked up a little bit in his first, first inning. inning yeah. And he said he didn't have he didn't have that out pitch. I said, don't worry, it's coming in the second inning when he settles down, because that changeup is filthy. He's got the stuff. And I'm telling you right fucking now, man, if the Yankees screw this up and he's not the guy that they're filling in in the fifth spot, they're making a major mistake. Saturday in Baltimore, Brito went five innings, three hits, one earned, two walks, two strikeouts. So, I mean, and the most impressive thing was his moxie on the mound, his, his yep. guts, his ability to get through uh, five innings when not really having uh, his best stuff on the mound. So, I mean, that's the type of things you look for out of, young, out, of, out of a young pitcher. Like, show me how what you have inside. Well, everybody, everybody, in the, everybody that makes it to the major leagues has stuff. What makes you special, you know? Yeah, he's zoned in for sure. He doesn't seem to be phased by much. Um, and and I think that that's been the biggest criticism of Schmidt, right? He came in, his first big moment was that moment where everyone flipped out because he came oh, in that with was the his, bases it wasn't his, That was his first moment ever. He, that was his major Right, that was his debut, right? And uh, And, you know, he shit the bed. And... I was willing to kind of look past that because it's his debut and whatever. But I mean, Clutchman really hasn't shown me much as a starter, at least to where I'm confident. He's a guy that can keep the game under control. Well, the problem is that the number situation and who can be expendable and you know, they're, they're going to look at it and say, Oh, burrito's got, you know, options and he wasn't ever supposed to be here. And you would hope 
you would really hope that based on the way they've been handling things so far this year, with naming Oswaldo Cabrera the, the starting left fielder out of, out of spring training, with naming Anthony Volpe the starting shortstop out of spring training, and only giving him one day off when we all kind of thought that maybe he needed a day in Baltimore because that was that Friday night. He was mm-hmm. really, really pressing, really pressing. But uh, that you would hope that the Yankees are looking at this and saying, listen, who's the top five starters? Well, right now, Johnny Burrito is one of them. Until he proves otherwise, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. You know, maybe Schmidt is better suited for a bullpen role. I think he, so far, based on what we've seen out of him, he's had the most success out of the bullpen. Maybe even if the Yankees, you know, they they need the depth. So I'm not going to say to just trade him for for a project or or maybe a middle reliever or something. You know, the same thing with Herman, right? They're going to need the depth. So it's but. Again, he's another guy, you know, you could stick out in the bullpen. Now, <clears throat> I don't know what their love affair with Albert Abreu is, but, like, he's a DFA candidate to me. And I don't think he's allowed a run so far yet this year, but he's allowed some inherited runners to score. You know, you got you to gotta make tough decisions and think about it in the long run. Who's going to be more vital to the success of the Yankees this year? Albert Abreu? I'm not picking on him. I'm just looking at a, at a, at a DF, possible DFA candidate. Who's the more – Going to be more vital to their success this year. Having Alberta Breu take mop up innings, or or you know, be a guy in the bullpen that is only called upon when you taxed everybody, or Brito making making starts every five days. Yeah, it's not a question, man. It's not a question, and I'll give the Yankees the benefit of the doubt because other than Aaron Hicks still being on this team, I think they've made a lot of different moves that we're not used to over the last handful of years, like Volpe being up and, you know, starting him on fucking opening day and actually uh, having DJ out there and not starting Hicks on opening day, all things that I really, that I really like. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the, of the doubt and say, unless Brito implodes over his next, however many starts that they will go with him because I'm hoping that winning is now more important than than shit like who has options. Well, you know, uh, you know who has options. Oh, Volpe, he does. <laughs> Listen, Volpe. Actually, I know you didn't get to watch a lot of the game today. He looked like a completely different hitter at the plate. Well, I had the game on the in the car. Uh, I know he let off the game with a double. He let off today and. Uh, John gave everybody blue balls in, in the eighth there, the way he called uh, Volpe's uh, fly. He hit it hard. He hit it hard. Like, legit, like, watching it, it had a chance, or is this, like, John being John? No, like, okay, so for someone doing this, announcing games for 100 years, I uh, shouldn't have been fooled at all. But he did hit the ball hard. Judges was close. I mean, I think Judge sent I, Straw right back to the wall. Yeah, it was a Straw, Quan, one of the two. Who cares, Quan, whatever. Right, before we get into uh, Anthony Volpe, because I do want to talk about him, uh, let's talk about Garrett Cole, bro. I know you hate him. Shut the fuck. I love Garrett Cole. Well, now you love him. Well, look, Garrett Cole, he's he's rubbed me the wrong way in certain situations. I feel like when he was struggling... 
and people were on him about the fucking spider tack and stuff. He was kind of a little bit of a whiny bitch. And I don't like that in players. I think that he would get in his own head. And I really, especially as someone who's your ace, I didn't like it. I didn't like where he was headed. But I told you the other day, man, I think you were one year off on the SMD uh, Garrett Cole tour. And I really think this year could be the year where Garrett Cole puts it all together in pinstripes. And you just got to hope that the rest of the rotation gets healthy and they can fucking be a powerhouse. Well, I tweeted this last night. Last year, Garrett Cole gets lit up in that game. Absolutely, 100%. Give up two runs in the first inning. Clearly didn't have his best stuff. Somehow this guy got through seven uh, under 100 pitches. Boone still pulled him, I guess, based on... I mean, it was a blowout at the point. I still would have probably let him out there uh, just because he's, he's your horse. So I, get I get it's early in the season. I get yeah, but bro, score. how many game? How many? How taxed is our bullpen already? I understand that, but didn't Abreu you finish the game? Didn't he, he throw the last two innings? Yeah. So I, I get it. I get what well, I get. I get. I see both sides of the coin. Like I'm not mad about it. Like there are situations where he's going to pull a call and I'm going to be pissed about it. I'm not mad that he pulled him. I just would have. Let him go last night. Now, I would. Thing, I would have definitely sent him back out. I probably would have too, but I'm just telling you, I have to be fair about it. I'm not mad that he took him out of the game, based on the situation. No, they won. So what if uh, Abreu comes in, base gets a bases loaded, gives up a grand slam, then all of a sudden the Cleveland is uh, right back in it, and then they have to go to to someone else. Then then are you pissed? And if you're up seven runs or whatever it was when uh, he took him out with two innings left, you have to be able to get that game home. But my point is, if you're starting to tax more guys in a Brayu because you don't let your ace go back out there under 100 pitches, then you're pissed. You're only you're only OK with it. And so am I. I think we all are because a they won and b a Brayu got the job done. But I'm telling you at the time. You look at the situation. Is that a time to flip your lid and say, oh, Boone sucks? No, 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 no. I'm not that, flipping. That's my that that's my point. Yeah, no. That is what my point is. Okay? I still think and it's stupid. but I, I think he's done. I think Boone's done stupider things. Much. All right. Uh, but my point about the pitch clock is I think that saved Garrett Cole yesterday. Yeah. I, to me personally, I think the pitch clock saved Garrett Cole yesterday because – I I'm a huge proponent of this. Garrett Cole defeats Garrett Cole. I don't think Garrett Cole very rarely ever gets beat by the opposing it's team. Very true. And I don't think Garrett Cole has time to beat himself this year with the pitch clock. He's just got to get back on the mound and go to work. Now you look at it. He only struck out three guys. Is that a product of him not having his best fastball? Maybe last night. Is that a product of, you know, that's who Cleveland is. Cleveland doesn't strike out a lot. They're a team that, you know, they're very aggressive. They try to put the ball in play. They work counts. That's who they are. So, I mean, even if Garrett Cole had his best stuff last night, is he having a 10 strikeout performance against Cleveland? Probably not. But no, it just but... showed me that he was willing He was willing and able to adapt last yep. night. It was a very big performance from him very early on in the season. So, anybody that's looking for him to be that ace April through September, last night was a big, big game for Garrett Cole. I'm, I'm not going to understate it. But I do want to say this, like, who do you know that, I mean, there's very few people 
And if they are, they're, it's to the point of delusion and a bigger Garrett Cole apologist than I am, right? No one on the earth. Okay. You got to stop with the Garrett Cole's underrated shit. He's not underrated. Like I, That's all I saw leading into his start last night. Like, oh, have we gotten to the point where Garrett Cole is underrated? No, Garrett Cole is not underrated. Garrett Cole is, was, correct me if I'm wrong, bro. What, what was Garrett Cole brought here to do? To be one of the best three or four pitchers in all of Major League Baseball? Was that not what he was brought here to be? That's what, not only what he was brought here to be, but that's really what he was. I mean, that's what people expect of him. But when he takes a – and last year, he, dude, honestly, he took a huge step backwards last year from being a top 10 pitcher in the sport. You know, every, you know, oh, he – you know, people look at his MLB The Show ratings, and, uh, you know, he, he was – I don't even know if he was like a, like a, a 90 or whatever, but Rodon was uh, rated ahead of him. And then, you know, all these top 20 lists, like where Garrett Cole was placed, and people are like, oh, you know – this guy's better gold. No, but dude, you look at his season last year. If you're looking at it objectively, he was not good. Regular okay? season. Regular season. Yes, he was not good. And Ace, I'm telling you, you guys want to fight me on this, and that's fine. But nobody, I'm telling you, you all know, if you listen to the show, you know how much I love fucking Garrett Cole. He was not good last year. You you cannot call yourself the ace of a staff. Pitch to a 3-5 ERA, give it the most home runs in the league, and think that's a good season. I get it. And people are using, all oh, the strikeout record, and he takes the ball every five days. I admire that about him. He takes the ball every time Aaron Boone hands it to him. He has done that in his entire career with the Yankees. That's, that's, that's one of the most admirable things that he does for this ball club. He's reliable. The best ability is reliability. They always people always say that, and that might be Garrett Cole's best ability, right? Takes takes the ball every five days, strikes out a ton of guys. But you know, read deeper than that, dude. You need a better performance out of Garrett Cole than what you got from him last year. And so far this year, he's given it to you. I know it's three starts. He's got 27, 28 more. Yeah, but, but that's I have big. such a I have such a better feeling about him yeah. after watching him last night than I did at last year because you remember that game in Cle- in Detroit last year they couldn't even make it out of the second inning well there's two and that points was, and that was very early on in the season too wasn't that like a second or yeah. third start no i th- uh yeah cuz it was it was right around this time yeah i was in florida and my kids were on spring break so uh ruben thanks for the super chat he said if cole wins the cy young yankees can deny him his opt out clause by guaranteeing a 10th year for 36 million Making his contract 360 10 years. So the Yankees started at home uh, against Boston in Toronto and then went on the road against Baltimore in Detroit. And Garrett Cole uh, started one of those games in Detroit. I don't, I'm not It was the first or second game of that series. But two points I want to make. First is that. One of the criteria for being considered a true ace and do you is scuba. Excuse me. Ever saw Along Comes Polly? Or um, I think I I have, but not only like when it first came out. Want to go scuba? <laughs> no, I didn't see it enough for that. But I'll watch it now for you. I don't care if you do or you don't. I mean, I've seen it a thousand times. It was one of those like inoffensive i call them inoffensive comedies because they're not really funny but they're not really bad it's just background tv that was 
that ran like a hundred times. So whenever it was on, you just put it on and watch like it on, 20 yeah. minutes of it, you know, do that it's with ben shows, Stiller. not so much movies, you know, it's Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, like, you know, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Um, first thing is part of being an ace is being reliable. I mean, that's part of it. And Garrett Cole shows up to that part of it all the time, but last year that three, five ERA wasn't just, it wasn't just the three, five ERA that, that blew it for him. It was, if you really go back, I mean, the Yankees hit some, they went on that crazy run, right? But people forget that that was bookend bookended by two. Really? I mean, the start and the end of that season was, was underwhelming for sure. And concerning. And the Yankees got lucky that they had that stretch of, Started off really hot last year. I mean, like as they got into things before they hit the middle of the season where they went on that stretch. And they fell off the face of the earth. I right. Think you're confusing yourself. After the stretch, they went. Remember, they started off. They had that historic start to the season last year. Everybody was like, oh, they're comparing them to the 98 Yankees. And then they couldn't win a game for like three months. Okay. And then they played you're really right. well they for did... like the last five, six weeks. Of the, of the, right. Of they the did season. stretch that out. You're right. So. In those times when they were really struggling, Garrett Cole pitched a lot of games where you were relying on him to pull them out of it, and instead he did the complete opposite. And that was what was the most concerning to me. I mean, he could have had a 2-8 ERA. It was in those moments where he failed, and that was what was most concerning. The calendar turns to October, and he is the guy that you expect. Right, so you forgive him. So you can forgive him. I'm just saying, like, I need, but I need, I need that season out of him. That fuck you, God damn it. I'm Garrett Cole season where everybody looks at him, you know, and they know he's got the biggest dick in the room because he's fucking the best pitcher on the planet. Well, that's the type of guy that <clears throat> I need, I need to see pitch for the Yankees this year. And so far, that's who he's been. Well, Stanton better not be in that room. Okay. That's true. They don't okay. dig, dig dick for nothing, for nothing. Uh-huh. Okay. Like Garrett Cole at the short here, or is, or is it just solely based on performance? Based on performance. I don't care what he looks like at this point. I actually like him better with the long hair. I think he, this seems to be working better. But this seems to be working. So if I see it even like it looked like he cut it even shorter this past start, and I'm all for it. Or if I see it start growing, Cole. yeah, if I start seeing it grow again, I'm I'm done. I don't think Amy's going to let it grow, though. Well, Amy calls the shot, so if she wants it long, it's going to be long. Amy. Uh, I think she likes it. Who else would have approved the haircut in the first place? You got to get wife approval. on. She probably like cuts that. it for him. Look, I'll be, I'll admit, bro, my wife cuts my hair, but I don't make 36. You shave your head. Good. You shave your head. I mean, why, why spend money at a barber? Just a matter of convenience, too, you know. Right. But I also don't make $36 million a year. If I did, maybe I'd go to a barber. They probably don't go to barbers. They probably have a barber come to them. You think a guy like Garrett Cole makes a phone call and and the guy comes to his house? I don't think he even has to. I think the Yankees have an in-house barber. Jason Zill looks and be like, oh, Gary, you're a little rough around the neck. Let me call Tony. Absolutely. You think it's Italian barber? Definitely. 100%. Old guy, short guy, white hair. Barely speaks that. English. 
What do you want today? Yeah, right. Barely speaks English. So you're digging short hair, Garrett Cole. Yeah, how could you not, man? Right now, this is, I again, only three games, but we've seen two types of Garrett Cole so far. We've seen absolutely dominant Garrett Cole, which, which we know exists, right? But then we saw hit with a little adversity and then shut it the fuck down and didn't give up another run and was efficient throughout the rest of the game and, and held it together, which is a Garrett Cole we haven't seen in a long time. So... So, yeah, man, how could I not like it? Our boy, Ra, thanks for the super chat. He uh, said, my guys, Chris Jr., let's get together soon. Absolutely. He said, uh, Cole is making adjustments, and ironically, no one has talked about his RPMs. Why? Because he's getting it done. That's true, man. No one care. No one's talking about the spider attack anymore. No one's talking about maybe the Bre- RPMs. Maybe Brett Gardner is. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Um. The only thing I was going to say is, you know, you said Garrett Cole shut it down after the first inning. He It was a hard-hit ball. But Glaber Torres would tell you he probably should have came up with that last night. And then that would have... That's a tough likely, play. He, yeah, but he, he probably should have come up with it. That was two Not, days ago. No, it was uh, against... It was Garrett Cole's start. Glaber didn't come up with a ball. Could have been a double play. Instead, uh, the Indians ended up scoring a couple of runs in that inning. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a tough play, though. Not yeah, it's not an easy play, but it's one he maybe should have made. You know, DJ Lemayu makes that play. Mm-hmm. You think so? You know who oh, yeah. probably makes that play? IKF. IKF second baseman. IKF. No, third base. It's got to be hit to third. Same amount of range. Same amount of speed. But I he saw makes a couple highlights out of IKF at third today. Look, yeah, he looks he looks very comfortable over there. Looks the part, huh? If he's gonna play the infield anywhere, please let it be third. Imagine that playing a guy at his natural position. Such a such a shocker. Instead of playing guys in positions that they haven't played in ten years. There's two things I want to get to. Uh, unless you unless you want you got anything else you want to say about Garrett Cole? No. Nothing more. Uh, there's two things I want to get to before we talk about Volpe. Uh, and, you know, try to stay. We're going to try to stay positive during the season. Yankees are winning. Why be negative? And save the negativity for the end of the show. That's kind of how we're going to roll here. As long as the unless they go winning. on a fucking. You know, as I said, as long as the Yankees keep winning, I'm going to stay stick with the positivity early. And uh, we'll save the negativity for the end. Because, you know, everybody likes a little and. NYYST negativity. That's what the N stands for. Negativity. That's true. Negativity. Okay. Okay. Negativity. Negative Yankee sports. Okay. Uh, Michael King has really looked the part the last few times out. He looks like Michael King again. Thank God. They need him. I don't don't know if the Yankees can win. You might call this a crazy. I don't know if the Yankees can win a World Series without dominant Michael King. No, not if they're not going to get another guy. Right. I mean, Michael King has to fit that part. He has to. They said this on the or the bullpen falls apart. They said this on the broadcast today that uh, King was struggling early. You know, we all know we saw he was struggling in his first couple outings this year, and he thought it was because his velo was down. He was around like ninety three, ninety four, and he's a guy who lives a little higher than that. And Matt Blake went to him and said, "You know, that's how you threw early on in the season last year before he built up a little bit of arm strength, and then you were throwing ninety six, ninety seven, and then mm-hmm. like something went off at Michael King, and he's been better ever since." Hmm. It's interesting. 
I think I think he's looked way better. I was I was starting to get a little concerned, to be honest, just because he's coming off that injury. But, you know, guys have a little dead arm. Some guys have, take a little longer to, to build up, but he's definitely adjusted. You know, the reason why he was injured last year is because he had to bail out Rollis Chapman. We all know this. This is scientifically proven that his, el- his elbow would have never broken had he not had to come into that game, right? Yes. Uh, Chapman, for, you know, uh, a miracle of a, in its own right, has been consistently around 101 to 103 so far this season. Why is everyone so hung up on that? Because he could have barely cracked 95 a lot of the time last year. No, I think that's wrong. I think Chapman still His threw fucking was hard. Way down last yeah, year. But it bro. Was there was hard. a lot of Hold games on. where he couldn't even hit 100, where he was not coming close to 100. Hold on a second. Uh-huh, here we go. Please don't make me defend Rolls Chapman. You're on it because you want to. His issue him. was never velocity here. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. There was times last year, and uh, more often than uh, people want to actually remember, his velocity was down a lot last year, especially at his wildest. And that's why I think. But wasn't that before he was hurt? And then they announced that he was hurt? Well, I don't know. I think. I, Chapman's biggest issue is that he can't throw fucking strikes. That's his biggest issue, but also his velocity was down last year. Okay, but that might also have to do with the fact that the Yankees, and I'm not going to, I'm not blaming the Yankees here because I think when Chapman got that slider down, it was fucking filthy. But the Yankees were transitioning him into a, into a junk ball pitcher. Your mic cut out. His velocity was down. And my mic didn't no, come out. Because they've been, it, no, because so he's I can, been. Th- I can inception you. <laughs> no, because he's been throwing that slider now for a few years. I'm telling you, bro. Trust me on this one. His I just. I, was down look, last year. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just am sh- so shocked that that's such a big deal. Okay, to, I was like, he's throwing 94 tonight. Like, my thing is that the only reason why I'm shocked at Aralda Chapman's numbers is because he's throwing strikes. Like velocity, I don't think was ever on my mind last year. If it was low, that was he was so bad. When, tell me when Chapman would get spanked around. Never really did. Right. So I guess velocity never really concerned me with him. But he right because his bigger issue was that he couldn't throw strikes. But I'm telling you, he had issues consistently throwing a hundred last year. All right. So can we agree then that okay, it's crazy that he's throwing that hard but the bigger shock is that he's actually been successful all right so if he continues this path do you want you want the yankees to trade for him at the deadline absolutely not because if you remember he was absolutely lights out at the beginning of last year i think his big was it last year or two years ago when we were saying we were saying he could ago. win fucking MVP if he if he. No, it was definitely two years ago. He was never that good at any point last year, and I think the Yankees are done with him because he, he basically quit on the team last year. Of Remember course, show I up, mean, I, I would the, hope because he wasn't guaranteed. He wasn't guaranteed a roster spot in the in the division series, so he didn't even bother coming up to New York yeah, to work out. Just not a good look. Jailhouse tattoos, bro. I mean, you're only making twenty five million dollars a year. You can't hire a fucking tattoo artist. Yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot that was the reason. Victim self when you got a fucking infection. Fuck. Jesus, we had some winners cross through here recently, huh? 
when you look back sometimes at, at some of the stretches that some Yankees have had, they're tough to they're tough to think back on. And it's such a shame because Chapman did have some pretty good moments here. And he blew them all in October. I mean, I'll remember Chapman for two things. One will be that he didn't matter the situation, didn't matter who he was facing, whether whether it was the beginning, uh, the top of the lineup or the or the bottom of the lineup. Um, it didn't matter. He always kept you on on the edge of your seat. And the other thing I'll remember him for are the home runs he gave up in October. Into Rafael Devers. Into Rafael Devers, yeah. I mean, overall, Chapman, except for really last year, Chapman was really kind of, you know, he, he played the part. It was just that he gave up, you know, the home runs at the worst possible time. Yeah. And, uh, he was a scumbag at the end. So I yeah. think well, and, we, and we, all kind of, well, we all kind of knew that one. He tried to choke his wife or allegedly, and then went in to shoot a gun in uh, in the garage, in his garage because normal, normal people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know, the closing situation, Michael King has been really good. It's we need we need that Michael King, you know, to be that guy come in, shut down uh, two winnings and, uh, you know, kind of bridge from the starter to the closer. Um, problem is, who's the closer? Right. Right now, it's Clay Holmes. The Yankees, you know, and we talked about this in the offseason. The Yankees made it uh, clear that they wanted to be Clay Holmes. That's why they centered his contract around games finished. Right. Problem is that I saw Clay Holmes nearly blow a game today without giving up a hit. Well, he hits, but he hit, he hit somebody, but didn't give up a hit. I like Clay Holmes. I I'm not saying Clay Holmes can't be good, can't be a valued member of his bullpen. I don't think Clay Holmes throws enough strikes to be a, a closer on a championship team. And the biggest issue with Clay Holmes too is that splitter so nasty that. If it's a close game and you're walking guys into scoring position, then you start to really, you start to overthink with that with that splitter. And slider doesn't throw a splitter; throws a sinker and a slider. The sinker, sorry, not a splitter. The sinker. Um, and you know what? That actually forced him today when he had the bases loaded to go back to the slider. The slider, yeah. And the slider was absolutely the only pitch he had today and thank God it worked out and he threw three nasty sliders in a row and, uh, and he got out of it, but we can't have this again, right? The Yankees can't, it's definitely his job to lose. And I'm not saying you take it from him. He's looked good leading up to this game other than the, his first couple outings. But if King's going to be dominant, and Holmes is going to continue to to not throw in the strike zone. You're going to say King, but I'm not. I'm not making King the closer. Oh no, 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 me neither. But I'm saying there's a pecking order here, and there's guys that that are pitching well, and you have to start considering all your options at that point, and find maybe finding a different role for them, a more important role for them, and moving him out, and. And I'm not saying he's lost his job or that I would take it from him right now, but I think his job could be lost a lot quicker than we thought. You're not going to take it from him when he didn't actually blow the game. But Mike, you know, I tweeted that uh, after the game was over. I was like, I don't like that 
I said this pretty much the same thing. I said Holmes doesn't throw enough strikes to be a closer. And people were like, oh, we were spoiled with Mariano, and this is what other teams go through. Yeah, we were spoiled with Mariano, and not all teams go through this. Teams have non-automatic closers. And when I say non-automatic, I mean not Mariano Rivera. But they have guys that can throw strikes. I'd rather have a guy, honestly, in, in the ninth inning, protecting a one-run lead, I'd rather give up a guy, give up a double and a two-run home run and lose a game than walk five guys. There's nothing worse than than watching a pitcher lose the game for the team on not finding the strike zone. Let There's them, nothing more let frustrating. Let them beat you. I mean, your last line of defense, let them beat you. Don't don't lose the game because you can't throw strikes. As soon as he I, – I don't – was it Brennan that he hit? I don't remember now. As soon as he hit him on a – I think it was a one-two count. I was like, we're in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah, plus Rosario, if you I, – I know you missed a lot of the game, but Rosario was hitting the ball fucking hard all day long, and I'm like, this is the worst guy you want up right now. And And like I said, thankfully, that slider came into play, and it was fucking filthy. But he put himself and the team in a really, really bad spot. I don't know if the Yankees are going to, if that's even something that's on the radar to go out there and acquire a big time reliever. I mean, Lutrevino will be back at some point. Tommy Red Bull will be back at some point. So there's gonna, they're going to get arms back in that bullpen. You know, I, I, I really think when it's all said and done, Ron Marinaccio is going to be a closer in the postseason. I just have to, I, that's just, you me. think that's he has it? You think he has it in him? until we see it i i think he i think he's got the stuff to do it for sure isn't it such a shame that j-lo can't stay healthy i forgot about that see that's the thing with him bro he's like out of sight out of mind with me sometimes it's a shame all, all the time it's a shame man because he was off last year in the beginning remember and then it turned out he was hurt is he already so super inflated because he just didn't have anything the first part of the season because he was hurt. And then when right. he came back, like he was Jonathan Loisica. When he came back healthy, man, during that stretch, you can make the argument for Loisica that he's one of the top relievers in the game. He's That's filthy. To be for sure. And it's such a shame that this guy can't stay healthy because he is a guy that I would not only trust now as the closer, but I'd actually his stuff is what I want to see in the ninth inning. And, and I just don't know if he's ever going to put it together. I think Marinaccio might be the only, I don't like King as a closer. I think we've tried that. I just don't think he has what it takes. I think he's way too valuable to be a fire extinguisher guy. Can give you give you multiple innings. And the same thing. I feel the same way about Wandy Peralta. Peralta is a, a guy to come in and get out of a jam. I'll tell you what, this might sound crazy. But if you asked me if I had to choose between King or Peralta to be the closer, oh, I pick Wandy. I pick Wandy because of exactly what you just said. Not that King doesn't throw strikes when he's on, but man, Wandy, there's one thing you could say about him. Not the only has he been steal too. Yes, he does. Not only has he been great here, but that guy goes out there no matter what and he throws strikes. There's only a couple times I can even think of where he just couldn't find the strike zone. Maybe once he goes out there and throws strikes and I wouldn't mind him if he had to do like a filler role. I'd take him over King at this point. I think he's better. I, I think, yeah, I, if I had to pick one, I would pick Peralta over King, but I don't want either one. I think the Yankees are best with those guys before the closer. I think it's fair to say, and again, it's so early and we always forget how many ups and downs of a season there is, but 
we've played this game enough now with the Yankees where we don't expect injuries to certain guys and then they happen. I think it's fair to say that if the Yankees want to be serious come October, they I'm not saying it has to be an elite guy, but they have to get another reliable guy in that bullpen. Not Colton Brewer. No. No. And I, I, this is nothing against him. It really isn't, dude. He might be the nicest guy in the world. He might be a very valuable member of this bullpen as, uh, as we go through the season here. I can't wait for the day Ian Hamilton is DFA'd. Yeah. I can't I, I cannot hear the word slombio one more fucking time. Yeah. I want to put my head through the fucking wall. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. We know combio means changeup. The Spanish ball player is called changeup a combio. He throws a slider that moves like a changeup. Oh, wow. You guys are so fucking inventive there. Yeah. I can't hear that word again, dude. It's like sickening. Yeah. Get your Slombio t-shirts at nyynewstv.com. <laughs> he's uh he's just he's quickly becoming one of those guys that I feel like the Yankees are gonna rely on in close games that they're down. And like AJ, he's gonna be AJ Cole. AJ Cole, he's gonna be uh who's the other guy who pitched really well for us a couple of years ago and then last year they used him four million times and he finally came back down to earth. He was like fifty four years old. L- Licky. Oh, Lucas Licky? Yeah. Was, he, he just reminds me of a Licky from last year, not the year before, because Licky was actually really good. Where, Solid like, here, the entire tenure here, especially they didn't pitch in the major leagues for like 12 years. Yeah. Lick, they definitely overused them, though, last year. Oh, for sure. They definitely did. Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show here with this. Uh, and we're going to be, uh, at least I am, I'm going to be pretty blunt about things. Uh, Anthony Volpe, uh, what is he, what, what is his, his exact stats right now? Cause I want to. Batting like 150. I'm going to pull him up too. Pull it up, not out. I'll pull it up and out. No, let's see here. They changed the format. That 143. Okay. That means I love you. No home runs. Uh, two no RBIs. Bases. 479 OPS. Okay. Anthony Volpe has played, has played 11 major league games. Not yesterday. He played 11 major league games. Now, I cannot imagine firestorm that would erupt it on Twitter had IKF been named starting shortstop over Anthony Volpe and Anthony Volpe was in screen right now. I could not imagine it, especially 100%. that Anthony Volpe earned the right to be the starting shortstop. I could not imagine it. 100%. And you have people, honest to God, you have people that want to call Anthony Volpe a bust after he played 11 major league games. Actually 10. This was before... Uh, today's game which is hilarious by the way because i agree with your point of the ikf getting the job over him and everyone would have flipped out how about when me and you and sgr were flipping out when the yankees continuously passed on available all-star shortstops proven shortstops and said we don't know what this kid is going to be 
he's expected to be a superstar. But you can't tell me that there's not the same people out there saying he's a bust and also ripping us for saying that we, they should have traded him or Peraza or, or whoever it was for some of these guys, right? Or giving up the hope of the future for a guy who's ready. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not happy that Volpe's not here and that he can obviously be a superstar. I think he's got what it takes for sure. All I'm making this point to do is to prove to people that you are just, some people are just impossible to satisfy at this point. And impossible, impossible, you mean stupid. And stupid. If you're calling a kid a bust after he played 10 major league games, you are stupid. You don't know baseball, okay? You can sit here and tell me I don't know baseball, but you don't know baseball if you're going to call a kid a bust after 10 games, okay? That's just the plain and simple truth. And they... and. And when the Yankees were in Baltimore, you saw the graphic a hundred times that Adley Rushman hit a hundred of 150 with no pop his first 20 games. J Rod did the same thing, hit around 200, no pop his 20 first 20 games. Okay, the Yankees have a philosophy, right or wrong. This is what their philosophy is. They want you to conquer each level before you get called up. Anthony Volpe didn't play at triple A. He played like 10 games there there. And Aaron Boone even said it when they in that video, when they call, told him he made the team, we want you to finish your development at the major league level. They don't even, the Yankees to a man don't even think he's fully there yet. Right, right. You can't pull the plug on this kid after 10 games. Yes, we saw him press and we, we've seen him take some really bad at bats, but that doesn't mean the kid's a bust. It means the kid is adjusting to major league pitching. You can't be ready to throw this kid out after 10 games. You can't have, oh, the Yankees need to play the kids, play the kids. The kid struggles for 10 games and you want to get rid of them. You can't be that stupid. And, and these are the same people who go on social media and, and defend Aaron Hicks from people like us who rip him apart. They're the same people who, who, who want to get rid of, who want to call him a bust and then also in the same breath defend Aaron Hicks and say we should give him more time. Guy's been here fucking how many years too long? Since what? 2013, 2016? When was it? Came here in 2016. 2016. Same people. And somebody said, oh, well, when do when do we get to call him a bust? I don't know. Uh, not after 10 games. Can you give him? What's the first mile marker we always talk about in, in the Major League Baseball season? Memorial Day? Memorial can you, Day. Can you? Can you you at least wait till Memorial Day before you make such a stupid proclamation. And I'm even also, then you don't no. you don't even know. No, I look, you can't call someone a bust this early in their in their career when they are touted as highly as he's been. Right? There's obviously something there. There's obviously a superstar quality there. He needs to adjust, like I said. His at-bats today were a million times better. It's the hardest he's hit the ball and, and, you know, consistently all season, you know, in the first 12 games, however many games he's played. He was inches away from a home run the other night. The kid's going to get there. I'm Look, out of all the things I'm concerned about right now, 
and it's not a lot because the Yankees are playing playing well. Anthony Volpe is not even on my radar. He's just not. And you want to know why? Because despite having some really rough numbers to start, there's one thing you can say about Anthony Volpe. He looks like he belongs here. He also has not been a liability at shortstop. That's part of why he looks like he he belongs here. And and as much as you want him to hit, as long as he plays shortstop, you know, like a professional should, you're not going to worry about it too much. Some guys, you, you people, like, it frustrates me to see this shit. And, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to react to things as they happen. We know there's only 12 games in a year. So, like, we're talking about Clay Holmes potentially losing his closers role. But, you know, that's not based off of what I saw today. That's based off of what I saw today, plus what we saw all in the second half of last year. The guy doesn't throw a lot right. of strikes. You know, you have to give this kid a chance to prove to you that he, that he is or is not a Major League Baseball player. And nobody in the history of Major League Baseball has proven that to anybody in 10 games. Well, I, you know what I did? I went back the other day and I was like, let me look at Jeter's numbers during his first month in 96. And that was dumb. Because Derek Cheater is not human, and he was extremely successful, but not everyone's Derek Cheater, man. And uh, again, we had the opportunity to get Major League ready players. We passed on them. And you know what? I commended the Yankees for actually calling this kid up after passing on so many guys. I said, okay, finally, they're at least going to call him up. And now we're gonna now we're gonna slit his throat after twelve games into the season. It just doesn't make sense, man. Nobody makes sense who wants to do that. Yeah, man. I mean, there, there's some really really bad takes out there, and uh, honestly, the the worst take of them all is if you want to call uh, uh, Anthony Volpe a friggin' a, a bust, man. Like, because honestly, like. There, there's no other way to for me to um, to say this, but uh, you can go fuck yourself if that's how you feel. Honestly, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Like, like yeah, sometimes we get negative on the show. We rip guys, but you know who do we who are we ripping? We're ripping guys that have long track records. Never what? Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude! If Aaron Hicks was new here. If Aaron Hicks was new here and put together the season that he had, I would never wouldn't say a word about him. I, you know, if 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 he had this track record coming in and the Yankees acquired him, I would question the the move, but I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, like oh fucking Hicks sucks. We gotta get rid of him. He played 10 games here. I'm gonna at least give him the opportunity to prove us right or wrong. The same thing with Wash Donaldson, dude. I didn't want Wash Donaldson here last year. I didn't like that trade as much as we realized it was time to to, to move on from Gary Sanchez, and that, uh, I didn't. I thought it was also time to move on from Gio Rochella. Wash Donaldson was not the answer, but I did it. Did we not give him the entire year to prove to us whether or not he was it was the right move or not? We're even willing because we know the Yankees weren't going to do anything. We're even willing to give him this year. At the end of the day, we really were. There's only one guy that we're writing off. At the end of the day, 
There's only one guy that we've been adamant about writing off, and that's Hicks. And I think so, that's completely warranted. So you can't sit there and say, oh, I'm a Yankee fan, and then out of the other side of your mouth say, oh, Anthony Volpe's a bust, because you're just a loser. It's just how plain and simple. You're a loser. Agreed. So uh, the Yankees are hoping to make losers of the Minnesota Twins as they come to uh, come to Yankee Stadium Thursday for a four-game series. I'm actually going to be at the stadium on Friday night for – Tino Martinez bobblehead. I actually don't like the twins coming in so early in the year. I usually like the twins after the Yankees hit like a rough patch through the season because they always seem to be the team that the Yankees can get back on track. You know, who's not going to be playing for the twins. Yeah. The guy who, uh, who really became a superstar after he found the right manager. Fugazi injury. You think it's oh, Fugazi? for sure. It's not even a question. Dude, like, come on, Joey. You're giving Italians everywhere a bad name. You think that he's actually injured? Just it's just a coincidence that he's going to miss this series. Come on, come on. I hope he, I, I ne- never say this about anybody. I, I hope that he is injured. I hope for his sake. I do because if he's that scared to come back to New York where he's got to make up an injury, he should honestly just retire from playing Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's a joke. So uh, please, if you're still in the chat, please uh, like this video, subscribe to NYY News TV. We just recently hit over 15,000 subscribers. Uh, let's 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 pack another thousand on there. You know, let's get to 16,000 lickety split here. You know, like uh, hurry up. Let's get let's get. All going, right. Man. All right. Uh-huh. Follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Okay. Uh, and also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we want you to leave us a five-star rating and review. I, I, uh, somebody told me that helps with the algorithm. Okay. Are we still huge in Canada? We're huge. Huge. We're top five in Canada. Oh, if hey. I light, so if I light an Alec Manoa, Manoa autograph on fire, will that help us or hurt us? Probably help us because I think things like that make you go more viral when you already have the following. It's not really worth a lot, so it might be worth it to light it on fire. I'll do. It. I'll support it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Maybe it's possible. I think you should try and get him to autograph it. We film it. It is autographed already. I pulled an uh, autograph card. It would be great if he signed it in person while we filmed it and we made a big deal, and then right in front of him lit it on fire. Well, I mean, I could it. get it. You can get an Alec Manoa card on eBay for like 12 cents, so I can definitely buy one and then have him autograph it, and then as soon as he puts the pen away, light it on fire right in front of him. That would be we great. You could definitely do that. That'd be great. But, you know, you know, the whole thing about you know potential arson in Yankee Stadium, they kind of frown upon that. Probably get kicked out for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll work on it. You know, maybe we'll, we'll figure something out here. Okay. Okay. We want to thank you for your continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 327. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.